the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello everyone, I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 88 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the charge by progressives and disciples of critical race theory that America is deeply racist. That's right, George. You know, at Protect Our Kids, we often get contacted by followers of our ministry as well as opponents who often take issue with our messaging. And recently, we received the following note from Kendrick, no last name given, who wrote the following. And um, I'm, I'm just going to read this to you. This is a quote. I am not an American and live in another country. As an objective observer, it appears to me that the views of most white white Americans with respect to critical race theory and historical revisionism are inaccurate, biased, and represent a gross denial of the truth facts. There is overwhelming evidence in every sphere of life that America, from slavery to the present, to prove that America is a deeply racist society, especially toward black people. Why are most white Americans in denial of this historical fact, which is not historical revisionism? This is my view. If you think my views are inaccurate, I would welcome the opportunity for you to engage me to convince me otherwise. Best regards. And you know, George, we appreciate the courteous nature of Kendrick's message. And since it likely represents a view increasing numbers of others today share, we thought that we would address it today. Yeah, and, and Mark, I think this is the kindest message we ever got from an opponent. <laughs> I, I will admit to that. That's true. So once again, we appreciate um, uh, Kendrick's courtesy. But, you know, for over a decade, a, uh, a professor out of Notre Dame, his name is Duke Pesta, would quiz his students at the beginning of the school year to test their knowledge on basic facts about American history and Western culture where he discovered, George, that they overwhelmingly believed that slavery began in the United States and was almost exclusively an American phenomena. In fact, for over 11 years, the quiz was given to students at not just Notre Dame, but five different universities, including Purdue, the University of Tennessee Martin, um, Ursinus College, Oklahoma State Universities, and others. And this is the conclusion that he came to. 
They cannot tell you many historical facts or relate anything meaningful about historical biographies, but they are stridently vocal about the corrupt nature of the Republic, about the wickedness of the Founding Fathers, and about the evils of free markets. Say what? Yeah, you know, George, and there's plenty of fault here, but... It's not on the students. Yeah. <clears throat> the K-12 public education system long ago succumbed to forces determined to indoctrinate our nation's children with a new orthodoxy that targets America for everything wrong in the world. And if past is prologue, then the future promises more of the same. Yes, and that's exactly what we have going on again today with the 1619 Project. Uh, Hannah Nicole Jones, uh, who's a journalist at the New York Times, um, she sets out to reframe history uh, by teaching kids through its curricula that America was founded, in fact, in 1619, not in 1776, um, which was the War of Independence fought to advance. But the 1619 Project is actually teaching that the Revolutionary War was all about advancing a slavocracy. Uh, that the de- Declaration of Independence is actually a fraud, and that capitalism was invented by cotton plantation slaveholders, and that Lincoln was not an emancipator, but a closet racist. Um, but interestingly enough, this entire 99-page uh, piece of journalism, if you want to call it that, has no footnotes. No footnotes, no references, and it's been totally discredited by the nation's most respected historians, uh, including black historians like Wilfred Riley, Bob Woodward, uh, John McWhorter, and others have all discredited it. But Joan's influence, George, seems cemented. She's recently been named the chair at Howard University's Center for Journalism and Democracy and was recently congratulated by ex-president Barack Obama. So her influence continues to spread. But with regard, so, so Kendrick is not alone. That, that's our point here. Yes. There are multiplied millions across the country now who are believing this, that America was the genesis of slavery in the world, and that because of this, our society is inherently corrupt. But we would ask him and anybody else making this claim a number of questions. Number one, how do you define deeply racist? By what measure? Number two, who are the perpetrators of such racism, and who are its objects? Number three, what evidence do you have that America is deeply racist? And number four, deeply racist compared to who? Now, certainly, America absolutely has a history of of slavery. There's no question about that. No one disputes this, including our history books, which were taught, um, you know, ever since the Civil War. But, George, we're not unique in this historical truth. Virtually every region of the earth has practiced this evil sometime in its history, whether in the form of chattel slavery, labor and sex slavery, or forced marriages. In fact, according to freetheslaves.net, evidence of slavery goes back to the earliest records of man's existence, all the way back to ancient Mesopotamia. And later we have evidence of the Egyptian pharaohs practicing Mm -hmm. slavery, as recorded in the book of Exodus. 
as did the Greeks in Sparta and Athens. But these pale in comparison, George, to life under the Roman Empire, according to historian Mark Cartwright, where one in three were held as slaves. Wow. Wow. And, you know, slavery eventually spread to all European nations, and just like you mentioned, Mark, really all around the globe. Um, and, you know, what, what's called the Atlantic slave trade began, began somewhere in the middle of the 1400s with Portuguese traders who brought the first large number of slaves from Africa to Europe. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily European Americans already on North American soil, like you know the uh, uh, the the, colon, the colonists that that were, that were there. These these were people from different parts of the world that had a long history of bringing slaves, not just to North America but around the world. Eighty-two years later, in fifteen twenty-six, Spanish explorers brought the first African slaves to settlements in what would eventually become the United States. And this is a fact the New York Times obviously gets wrong in their 1619 project. They also failed to mention that the Native Americans held African slaves when they were brought over. This is an inconvenient fact. In fact, all five of the so-called civilized Native Indian tribes, Cherokee, Chickasaw, Choctaw, Creek, and Seminole, enslaved blacks. So you're talking that the the BIPOC movement of, you know, black and indigenous people of color, they actually were holding each other slaves? <laughs> well, you know, the politically correct narrative is that enslaved blacks and exiled Native Americans joined forces to try and defeat their oppressor, but such was not the case. Yeah. Far from it. The five civilized tribes were deeply committed to slavery. In fact, they established their own racialized black codes, reestablished slavery when they arrived in Indian territory after the Indian Removal Act under our seventh president, Andrew Jackson, which, by the way, was the first Democratic president. They rebuilt their tribal nations with slave labor, They crushed slave rebellions and enthusiastically sided with the Confederacy during the Civil War. Wow. You know, I didn't know that fact. Wow. Yeah. Fact of history. Again, an inconvenient fact. And slavery persists, George, as you and I know, in many parts of the world today. In fact, many tracking organizations report that over 40 million are enslaved today in various parts of the world, from North Korea to Iran to China. In fact, the International Labor Organization puts the figure closer to 50 million. And if, if I recall correctly, um, most of those are in the African, Middle East, and Far East Continent. Many, I don't know if most, but obviously many, 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 many are. But we, we have to look back in America's experience. Obviously, we're not alone in slavery. Mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I hope we've made the case that virtually every region on the planet uh, has a history of slavery. But America's experience, George, we fought a bloody civil war to defeat it in the southern states. In fact, more Americans died in the Civil War that all other wars had fought combined. So that's World Wars One, Two, the Korean War, Vietnam, Operation Desert Storm. Every war yes. combined, more Americans were killed in the, in, in, the, in the effort to defeat slavery. So, 
you know, America, it can be argued, is unique not because of slavery, but because of what we did to defeat it. But now this brings up the condition of the human heart, racism. And that's a difficult measure to quantify. Today, the charge of racism is politically charged to serve definitely an agenda. The claim of racism always seems to go in one, of, one direction, from whites to blacks, never the other way around. In fact, court evidence from a critical race theory curriculum in Nevada last year was shown to be teaching kids that since, quote, racism is discrimination plus power, blacks can never be accused of racism. That's how you get around it. You have to change the definition to be this. It's the language wars, as we have often talked about. But we know, uh, George, that racism, like any human evil, is a condition of the the human heart. It can exist regardless of the pigment of, of the color of your skin. Or how rich or poor you are. Exactly. But what is the meaning of deeply racist? If it means systematically racist, the implication is that racism that go is is the implication that racism goes far beyond the personal experiences of discrimination that people may face in this country. Systemic racism means it's built into the very fabric of American life, its institutions, its government, its media, culture, and academia. And I assume this is what Kendrick means when he wrote that racism is in, quote, every sphere of life in America. Well, here's the question, George. Is there evidence of such systemic racism in America? Well, I think first one has to acknowledge that America is among the most mixed race nations on earth. By far. And it's becoming more so. Yes. Mostly because of immigration and mixed race marriages. Perceptions over the years have dramatically changed. For example, in 1960, according to Gallup, only 4% of Americans embraced mixed race marriages. What do you think the percentage is today? I don't know. It's over over 90%. Wow. Over 90%. So-called white Americans elected a black president not once, but twice. Black Americans today serve proudly in all levels of society, corporate, industry, media, and government. In fact, a broad cross-section of Americans starting in the 1960s, George, passed civil rights legislation to prohibit discrimination based on skin color or ethnicity. We even passed affirmative action laws that favor non-white races in hiring and college admissions. Some of these are being tested in court today, but we passed these decades ago. Yeah, this is this is really crazy. Plus, um, you know, yes, we we understand that there is a disparity, and I think Mark, we need to define what discrimination versus disparity means because this is where again language comes into play. People will look at disparities that exist in society and automatically accuse it and say, "Ah, that's evidence of racism or systemic racism." It has to be right. That has to be the reason for it. An example of that, George, is uh, income 
and the level of incarceration. So when you look at black income and incarcerations compared to other ethnic groups, um, it's higher, but this is arguably much more a function of the breakdown of the family than systemic racism. Blacks today are roughly 13% of the population, but commit 50% of the homicides, mostly against other blacks, just as most white homicides are committed mostly against other whites. And this belief is not original to us, but is argued by many of America's leading black academics like John McWhorter, Wilfred Riley, Shelby Steele, and others. Mm-hmm. And really, as far back as 1991, Harvard sociologist Orlando Patterson, who himself is black, declared that America is now the least racist white majority society in the world, has a better record of legal protection of minorities than any other society, white or black, offers more opportunities to a greater number of black persons than any other society, including all those of Africa. Pretty amazing statement. Wow. And finally, George, you know, there are non-whites waiting in long lines from other countries, including, by the way, African nations, praying and hoping to immigrate to America. But, George, I haven't seen any lines of Americans, including black Americans, waiting to immigrate to these same nations that people are trying to escape from. Yeah. The direction is going in one way. Now, certainly, you can always find and will find incidents of personal racism. These are always going to exist. But if these are proof of systemic racism, then it exists on every nation on earth. It's like pointing out that the sun is hot. But the unsubstantiated charge of systemic racism can't help but make people increasingly self-conscious, which over time leads to resentment, which could lead to sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy as become people become more polarized. Yeah. And we see that happening in our society today, unfortunately. And maybe that's the goal, George, of some of these pr- people that are promoting this. They want to see America splintered and divided. That's definitely their goal. And uh, Professor Tom Lindsay quotes here, if we allow ourselves to be persuaded that not only our past, but our national DNA is ruinously soiled by a sin for which there is no atoning, how can we expect our misinformed citizens to possess the confidence in their own principles that is required to defend individual liberty and limited government? How can we expect them not to embrace the false, fatal promises of utopian regimes. Our badly educated students, though no fault of their own, appear well on their way to consummating this fatal embrace. It is a fatal embrace, and it's being promulgated throughout our K-12 education system. And now, with critical race theory, we are teaching such heresy in primary and secondary public schools across the nation. Yep. George, we've got to resist this fatal impulse with everything we can and protect our kids is trying to do just that. Yes, definitely. So here's the final question, Mark. Does the Bible support slavery? Yeah, this this is one that comes up because people have a habit of taking 
targeted point scriptures mm-hmm. and building a theology around them, which is a very dangerous thing to do. You have to take the, the Bible in its totality, not just one scripture. The Bible condemns race-based slavery in that it teaches that all men are created by God and made in his image. We're made imago Dei. It doesn't matter what your skin, the pigment of your skin color is, what your height is, what, what color your hair is. This is where the founders, in fact, got their idea of equal protection under law. Now, they didn't practice it initially because the Constitution was formed in 1787. Slavery had been practiced, you know, 100 years before that. So they had to deal with the facts on the ground. But the Constitution set in motion the principles by which slavery would eventually be disputed. So... And you will not find a reference to any racial disparities due to skin color in the Bible. Why? Because it's completely irrelevant. And at the same time, the Old Testament did allow for economic-based slavery. And that's where a lot of these scriptures come into play that are, that are pulled out of context. And it, But the Bible also uh, demanded that it be regulated. So these were people who could not afford to maintain a livelihood. And so they had a practice of selling themselves into bondage. They became bond servants or uh, in indentured servanthood uh, to make a living, to to provide for their family. And that is spoken of uh, in the scriptures. So the slavery the Bible allowed for in no way resembled the racial slavery that plagued has plagued our world in the last uh, few centuries. In addition, George, and this is important, both the Old and New Testaments condemn the practice of what is called man-stealing, which is what happened in Africa in the 16th and 19th centuries. Yep. Africans were rounded up by slave hunters who sold them to slave traders, who brought them to the New World to work on plantations and farms. And this is a practice abhorrent to God, the God of the Scriptures. In fact, the penalty for such a crime in the Mosaic Law was death. Here's Exodus 21, verse 16. Anyone who kidnaps another and sells him or still has him when he is caught must be put to death. Wow. That's pretty bold. Yeah. Similarly, in the New Testament, quote, enslavers are listed among those who are ungodly and sinful, are in, in the same category as those who kill their fathers or mothers, murderers, adulterers, and perverts. That's from 1 Timothy uh, 1, verses 8 through 10. So there's not a lot of ambiguity here. Uh, if you wanted to sell yourself to another person, form a contract uh, to make a living— Yes, th- that was permitted. But chat- what we call chattel slavery was expressly forbidden. Another crucial point, George, is that the, the purpose of the Bible is to point the way to salvation through Christ, not to reform society. In fact, the Bible often approaches issues from the inside out. If a person experiences the love, mercy, and grace of God by receiving his salvation— God will per- reform that person's soul, changing the way he or she thinks and acts. 
A person who has experienced God's gift of salvation and freedom from the slavery of sin as God reforms their soul will realize that enslaving or holding racist biases is an absolute wrong. And, you know, Paul talked about this in the book of Philemon where there was a bondservant and who happened to come into Paul's presence and he was encouraging the owner of the indentured slave receive him as a brother in Christ. Yeah. That's the scripture's approach. I completely agree, Mark. And that that's all the time we have for today. But uh, Mark, I think it's also important to note to our readers that we did get back to Kendrick. And as of this recording, we have not heard a response. So Correct. hopefully uh, he will listen to this podcast. And once again, Kendrick, we really appreciate we do indeed. how courteous your opposition statement was. Um, and like we said, uh, it, it has been the most courteous we've ever received for, from an opposing view. Um, so for all of our listeners, please continue to go to our website, uh, download our brochures, share our videos, download our How to Start a Private School Guide, hit the Request a Speaker button if you want Mark and I to come and speak to your church or local parent group. Uh, but there's also a very important button there called the Donate button. Uh, we rely on our donors to accomplish our mission, uh, but our donor revenue is unpredictable, so that's why we're inviting you to join our Guardian Angels program by making a recurring monthly donation. This will help us to uh, help parents get their kids out of public schools and educate them on what is going on. So thank you very much for partnering with Protect Our Kids. Until next time on Say What? You've been listening to Say What? The radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.